I want to talk today briefly about our loving Father. We're accustomed to hearing about the birth of Jesus through the Gospels of Luke and Matthew. And while Mark begins his Gospel with the emergence of John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus' ministry in Galilee, the Gospel of John introduces Jesus from the very beginning of time. John 1, starting in verse 1, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. John states the everlasting nature of Jesus. He wasn't just born in a manger in Bethlehem. He existed from eternity past. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, Jesus was there. In fact, the whole Trinity was there, creating the universe as we know it. Genesis 1.26 tells us this point. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Jesus was in the beginning with God. He was with God. He is God. It's important to make this point that Jesus didn't just start His existence as a baby. Jesus left the perfection of heaven to come to earth in the form of a child who grew to be a man. And when we look upon the manger scene, we are not looking at a helpless baby. We are looking at the God of the universe, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. It is this realization which causes us to literally bow down and worship Him, just as the wise men did. They were wise enough to know who He really was. He wasn't just a child. He was the King of kings. John 1, verse 4. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. In comparison to the darkness of people's hearts, they're bent towards sin, their pride, their doubts, their fears. Jesus, in contrast, was the true light. And He came to bring the light of truth and love to all who would open their hearts to receive Him. John 1.5 and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. What does that mean? The darkness did not comprehend it. It means that even though the King of the universe, the prophesied Messiah, the Lord God, walked among them and taught in their midst, they did not recognize Him as the true light sent from heaven. How is this possible? It has to be the ultimate, hello, McFly. How could they have missed it? How Jesus walked in their midst, how could they have missed it? The God of heaven comes to them with a perfect spirit, the grace of God upon Him, loving others unconditionally, demonstrating miracles to confirm His Word. And the very people He came directly to did not see Him as God. This resulted in them declaring Him as a blasphemer, as one deserving of death 
by the commandments of the law. In other words, their, their darkness was not open to His light. John 1, 10 and 11. He was in the world, and the world was made through Him. And the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. Not only did the darkness not comprehend it, but His own people did not receive Him. They did not open their minds or their hearts to Him. In fact, they were offended by His words. They were incensed by His actions. They were put off by His focus on the poor and the marginalized. They were infuriated by His love for the sinners. They were offended by His disdain for the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. John 1.12 But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name. But there were some who did receive Him, though it was clearly not His own whom He came to, because most of His own people rejected Him. They brought Him to trial. They demanded that He be killed. But the small group who did receive Him were able to do so because they recognized the Lord in the form and in the purpose that He came. They were not like the, the others. They were not so set on their own preconceived notions of a Messiah to overthrow the Romans. They weren't so set on that that they missed the heart of Jesus. Those who did not receive Him were so ingrained that they had to, there had to be a ruthless ruler, this Messiah. He had to take, take care of the Roman Empire. He had to be a strong-handed king. He had to be one who showed no mercy to sinners. They were looking for one who congratulated and praised the Pharisees who seemed to follow the law so prudently. But this is not the kind of Messiah who came to them. Because He did not fit any of their expectations they could not possibly receive Him. But you might ask, how were they to know? How were they to know what their Messiah was supposed to look like and how He was supposed to act? What should they have been looking for? How were they supposed to recognize Him? Proverbs 30, verse 4. This is the Old Testament. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in the garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If you know. In this verse, the son is not only identified with the creator, but also as making him equal with the creator. This verse states that God has a son who was with him from the beginning. Hosea 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. God clearly loved the nation Israel. They were his chosen people. He loved them so much. He didn't just send a deliverer or a king to them. 
He sent His own Son to them. This was prophesied that the Messiah would be a son. It states, it describes how Mary and Joseph escaped to Egypt to avoid King Herod's order to kill children. God brought them back out of Egypt as His Son, Jesus, came to His people. Isaiah 9.6, another prophecy. We just sang about it. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon His shoulder, and His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Notice that this prophecy was given 700 years before Jesus came to earth. It not only mentions a child will be born unto them, but also that a son is given unto them. Jesus was not just born for us. He was not just born to be part of God's plan. He was born to us. He came to us as the Son of God. There are many more prophecies that acknowledge the promised Son from the Heavenly Father. They are right in plain sight for those who are willing to know the Messiah from God's perspective instead of their own. And I will tell you that the reason why His own people did not receive Him back then and the reason why so many billions of people even today still do not receive Him is because they were not looking to God as a Father. And Jesus as a son. They missed the family connection. That is why they didn't receive Jesus and recognize Him as Lord. Due to what they wanted their Messiah to look like and to be, they put Him in a box. And when He didn't fit in that box, they missed it. When Jesus used love instead of vengeance, when He used compassion instead of judgment, when He extended His hand to the lepers instead of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they reasoned in their hearts that this couldn't possibly be their Messiah. Jesus came as the Son of God. This connection is so important, but it's too often missed. God didn't just send a proclamation, a command. He didn't just send an angel to do His bidding. He took care of this in person. He sent His own Son to us. Emmanuel, God with us. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Spirit of Christmas. The reason for the season. The purpose for God sending Jesus is so He could reveal His love, the love of a father to His children. When we acknowledge our sins to our Heavenly Father, when we turn to Jesus, accepting His sacrifice on our behalf, He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit into our hearts. And notice why Jesus sends the Holy Spirit. John 14:16. He says, "I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever." Verse 17. He is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because they don't know him as Father. 
whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. For He dwells with you and He will be in you. Again, unless you understand that God is your Father and that Jesus is the Son who brings us all into the family of God, then you cannot receive Him. You cannot see Him. You cannot know Him. But Jesus ends this way in John fourteen eighteen. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Here Jesus says, I will not leave you thinking that you have no father or no father-child connection. I will not leave you at orphans. Here is the plan. I'm going to put my life into your heart so that you always know you have a father. That no matter what happened in your life, no matter how you have been rejected or hurt or bad things have happened, you will always know that I am your faithful father and I will always lead you from the darkness and into the light. You will not, never be an orphan. You will be in the, the family of God. And God will always be your loving and faithful Father. The Holy Spirit comes to you to dwell with you, to live inside of you when you receive Jesus into your heart. You don't have to get all cleaned up. God knows what's in there. We just have to be willing he knocks on the door of our hearts and He says, would you let me in? Heavenly Father, we thank You for this Word today. We thank You for the gift of Jesus. God, and even though we've fallen and we've messed up and maybe we've had the wrong idea of who Jesus is, Lord God, let us this Christmas season open our hearts to You. Let us truly receive You as our Father who loves us, who forgives us, who redeems us for His purpose. Lord God, we receive You into our hearts. Emmanuel, God with us. We thank You for forgiving us and for giving us a new life. May we reflect the light of that life this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.